0: in the books episode 3 of survivor 45
1: how are we feeling i have one word to describe it one word shakespearean
0: shakespearean tragedy
1: rise and fall of a hero
0: this has truly been the hero's journey for lulu and actually we're jumping so we're jumping ahead because we can't not i was listening to, Rob has a podcast mm-hmm. and he had James on for the post show show because Stephen fishback's on paternity leave. I almost said maternity leave. Stephen's mother. Stephen is mother. He's fish mother.
1: <laughs> fish mommy. Fish mama. You've heard of fishmonger, fish mommer, fish mommer. Well, anyway,
0: James said about this episode that it was a do or die situation for Lulu, and they died. And so I want to be clear. I drew information from that. But as I was thinking about him saying that, my immediate next thought was like, they died. And like a phoenix, they will be reborn Reborn. and rise from the ashes. When we say
1: they, is Sean included in (laughs) this? Because he might just actually be dead. No, honestly, like straight up.
0: He's never even been an option as just as someone to vote for on lulu which i think is really impressive actually like his name is never not that we know of has never been tossed about he ultimately is in was slash is or was in such a power position in lulu everybody else had inklings or confessionals where they were like i think i'm the one that's going to get voted out Sean's name has never come up. And you know why that
1: is? I think
0: it's a social, I think it's a social game.
1: I think it's that flowing mane. That man's hair Uh looks just on par. Everybody's hair
0: in that tribe is beautiful. Caleb's hair, beautiful. Sabaya's hair, beautiful. Emily and Sean, also beautiful.
1: Classic, curly, wavy flow with the highlight. Like the very, like the beach wave look that everyone spends a lot of money trying to get and it's just happening for him and it really framed his face so well when he had those beautiful shocked expressions at tribal
0: I was gonna say Sean's face card is never declining
1: absolutely this is a this is a heavy hitter of an episode we had such a serious drama and just beautiful story with Lulu and then on the other tribes I just have the most like chaotic Comedic things to say about it. And like, yes, I know serious stuff happened, but truly, I'm just, I'm chuckling to myself. I'm blowing air out of my nose a little bit faster, a little bit harder. And then we go to Lulu and I'm weeping, sobbing. I'm inspired. I'm nervous.
0: It is truly a spectacle of the show, right? Okay. Actually, this is the question I want to ask How are you feeling about this season, three episodes in compared to? 41, 42, 43, 44. If you had to rank all the seasons. So first, rank 41, 42, 43, 44 in order of the one you liked most to least.
1: I mean, I do think recency bias is playing into this, but I at the same time think this judgment will still stand. But I'm going to put 45 at the top. This feels like a return. Oh, wow. 45. Survivor magic in a way and we can dive into why I didn't think you were going to say that because
0: I was going to ask you like your rankings for the other four like not 45 yet oh my I bad. Think. I just misunderstood oh no worries so I was going to make you rank those and then I was going to see where you would put 45 in oh well, 45 goes
1: to the top 45 so is
0: number so 45 is number one I think that's interesting because I feel like people when the season first started you know we started out with a quit which isn't always the best way to go and I know that I mean, from seeing online, I think that fans were really quick to judge the season based on Hannah quitting and then also Brandon's unfortunate challenge.
1: General experience.
0: (laughs) I'm really pleasantly surprised by how much I'm enjoying it. I love having week to week episodes because in the world of streaming, when you can just binge shows, there's something to be said for the anticipation the hunger that I feel for this next episode and specifically after this episode where I'm like give me more I want the next one I need it now I'm, I'm really surprised by how much I'm liking 45 no actually scratch that rewind I'm not surprised how much I'm liking 45 it's hitting I think it's exceeding my expectations
1: yeah I I definitely do feel And this is just the internet in general, but everybody is really quick to drudge. There's so much vitriol immediately and there's very little room to um, think through things in a sense. And I know that sounds very pretentious and like I'm above it all. And I know I'm not because I certainly do these things, but I think at the same time, I just, I just hate producing content on social media across the board. I find it laborious. So i sure I have plenty of the same thoughts, but I just don't necessarily voice it because I'm lazy. I like seeing this play out. I really like how things are going. I like a lot of the cast. I like the conflict that has come up in the fact that it's just feels real and interesting, which we talked a lot about in our previous episodes. And just some of the little tweaks they've made to the structure of the game, the way the clues are to the, the wear advantages or whatever. I've just really liked how it's all played out. And to be fair, some of it is luck. Like when they put those the wear advantages into the game, the way they have played out in reality. I think Jeff is just doing a little happy dance. He's laying on his bed, kicking his feet, just going, oh my God, like this is so much better than anyone could have expected. Mm -hmm. I think similar to you, I was like, okay, like it's Survivor, I'm gonna like it. But I'm just finding that little spark in this that I feel like was in a lot of like the pre new era seasons that we've all come to know and love in a way that just wasn't happening in the other seasons. Also, truly, I think a reason I'm enjoying the season so much is I just can't watch live on Wednesday nights. I have personal fact about me. I have rehearsals for an orchestra playing play in every Wednesday.
0: She's a nerd.
1: Yep. I always watch later, so I always have all of the Survivor things muted on Twitter and whatnot. And then I always forget to unmute them after I watch the episode. So I just have not been consuming... Survivor online, like any commentary aside from listening to like the couple podcasts I listen to, and it's made my experience so much more joyful because it's not everyone picking apart every little thing and just being a hater because it feels like that's what you have to do to have any sort of internet clout at this point. Now, granted, there are funny memes and there are good points, and people will send them to me, and I appreciate that. So basically, I let everyone be the filter that I need to enjoy the show. And to really quickly finish ranking the other seasons, because you asked me, 41, I don't think it was bad, but truly, it was just so incredibly forgettable. I can never, ever remember what happens in it. So I'm putting it at the bottom. 43, for a bunch of reasons that I, I really suffer from I don't care-itis about 43 and a lot of the, again, like online fighting that happens. And like the real issues are the real issues, but the way that social media blew so much stuff out of proportion and targeted People extremely individually and inequitably. I can't give it any more air. Forty-two there's going to be second. I like that one. I love. I my top out Is of that all of them. Did I say all the numbers? If,
0: no, you didn't say forty-four. Oh, yeah, that can go in the third place.
1: That feels right.
0: That's very close to what my rankings would be. Forty-two and forty-four. Have been my favorites out of 41, 42, 43, 44. Mm-hmm. So I think my, and I'm kind of vacillating on if 44 or 42 is my all time favorite. This goes back to the thought that like a survivor season is only as good as its winner, which I don't necessarily subscribe to. But I think in this case, it's correlation more than causation good season great winner yeah I adore Marianne as a winner and as a survivor
1: oh my god that was the cutest I'm so happy
0: I'm so happy for her like and when she tweeted and the picture and she was like win survivor get a man I love that for her I'm so happy for her they look so cute but she she's just somebody who and 42 in general felt this way where I felt like the people in on f- season forty two were so joyous to be on the show and to be competing, and with Drea's exit, where it was so like joyous, like I just remember being like blown away by that. Versus forty three, that you could tell people really wanted to be there. We're not gonna get into all of the discourse around it. Um, that'll be a Patreon episode <laughs> because. I have thoughts, but that'll be behind a paywall. Which got it? Yeah, we need to be paid to talk about it because it's been it's been talked about to death. But like, I, I really enjoyed a lot of people on that season, but it just the finale like fell so flat for me. And a large part of that is who won that season was just one of those seasons where it had a really great setup and then just didn't hit the landing. So I think my ranking would be it would be forty two. 44 45 simply just because i haven't seen enough from 45 yet like super
1: fair and could totally change how i'm viewing things and then it would
0: be 41 and then 43 i get that. 43 and 41 are like pretty close in my head
1: also how i feel i just truly can't remember stuff from 41 so i'm like sure they can be lost which i feel bad about i'm sorry
0: and this is our pod introducing idle talk from what I
1: remember, from what I remember, it's nothing about forty-one.
0: We're gonna be introducing a intro, a musical intro to this show, as we dropped earlier. Lizard is a mu-gi- a musician.
1: <laughs> a musician. I'm Jewish and a musician. <laughs> She's a musician. <laughs> That's a really musician. good way to put it. Me when I play klezmer music, <laughs> musician <laughs> alert. <laughs> wait I'm I'm gonna put on like my like inch profile I love
0: that well let's hop into it there were a few things from the episode that I wanted to like break down with you because this is the first episode that isn't almost unilaterally focused on Lulu and we actually get to see some of the other we get to see Reba and Bello a little bit more specifically Reba honestly we still have not seen is Reba red or blue? Reba is red. Okay. And it so it's easy to remember because Bello B is blue, Reba R is red, and then Lulu yellow, Hello. Lelo But that's why I thought Bello was yellow because I was like Bello yellow.
1: Yeah, so tell me walk me through what you remember from Reba and then your response to it because I'm curious. I think there's a Well, so from a lot of interpretations of what went down and a lot of things It just felt like there was a lot of options of what could have happened in so many different paths that are like, it's like those video games where you-
0: With the branches. Yeah, the branches. So
1: much, so many things could have happened and we got one particular path, but there's been a lot of discussion on like what people should have done or could have done. And I'm just curious what you think about it.
0: So I think what's interesting about it is last week, we talked a bit about tribe dynamics. And we talked about how Bello was interesting because it had this 222 two, two dynamic whereas Lulu was just kind of like had the strong 3 and then Brandon and Emily were on the outs and Reba it seemed had a very strong core 4 with Sifu and J. Maya on the outs. But what I found interesting this episode is that it looks like Reba is much more of a 222 two, two split as well instead of this strong f- 4. So the 2s would be drew and austin who are linked now because austin shared knowledge of the idol with drew and they're off looking for it together and then it's julie and d who have just been connecting and and they both notice
1: that well i think d leads the charge but they both
0: notice they've been oh d does she sees it she sees that austin and drew have been kind of talking by themselves sometimes and going off doing their own thing so they investigate they totally catch drew i thought this was really funny Me too. where austin was like i'll be the lookout immediately runs off and doesn't look out for shit
1: closed his eyes
0: he ran away he ran away it was so funny he was like i'll be the lookout runs away so julie and d find drew digging and drew and austin have the most like I got caught with my hand in the cookie jar expression on their faces.
1: Really funny. Also, I'm sorry, pause for one second. I couldn't stop laughing at how big, like, the whole slash almost tunneling type of thing Drew had dug. Like, do you remember, sure. sir, if it was there, it would have been not that deeply buried in the ground. It was giving Tony spy shack, whole thing. It was giving Rupert's drown simulator build challenge like I just I know there were way more important things to focus on in that moment but I could not get over just literally how big the hole was and again he could not cover that up at all so sorry continue
0: I thought it was really funny but it did go on to clarify that it's more of these two pairs working together to form the four which which makes sense we just really needed that delineation from the episode to show us where those lines were
1: yes and just to jump the gun and come back I did think it was interesting how later when they find another piece of information Drew was like I have to tell D and Julie because they felt left out before so he's actively it seems like he still wants to be closer with Austin but he's actively choosing to keep that four stronger together and try to bring them in and keep that trust going
0: do you think it was smart for julie and d after this happened to remain in this foursome with drew and austin because i think it's pretty clear that drew and austin were hiding things from them they picked up on it they literally caught them with their pants down why do you think they're staying with them because i have a theory
1: yeah i do think this is a very interesting question i've seen lots of different answers to it and this seems to be like out of the whole scene we saw. This is like the final question that we're left with. I think it's early enough in the game that you do want to keep these bigger alliances going slash cement them more. Just again, because it's so many more people in the game. It's still early. There are still openly signs from Austin and Drew that they wanted to keep this four together. Like Drew brought them more information. so. I think it feels like both parties know that eventually there are some, like, smaller and deeper ties and, like, these pairs of twos. But as a four, they both want to stay together until they're forced to be separate, maybe, is kind of what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. We didn't necessarily get to see if Julie and Dee had any conversations about whether they should tell the guys or not. So I don't know if it happened or not, but I would... I would guess there is at least a little bit of back and forth and similar way I think it's one of those things where they know that they're Austin and Drew are a two and like I think they they know that Drew and Austin know they know so everybody knows but nobody is quite saying it because it just it just feels too early to be divided into twos and They can still, you can be in these like tighter twos, but if the four of you still have the same goals and work together, that's still, that's more powerful than being just two pairs. So that's kind of the deeper strategic thinking I have. Yeah, My goofy brain Mm -hmm. could not get over the fact that you had to, they found like a hammer and then had to just crack open those rocks, like almost like geodes. That was crazy. I couldn't stop thinking of those memes. They're like, they yearn for the mines and oh my i also was so jealous i would love so deeply to literally be instructed to bash rocks in on survivor and it's so there's no way that you can't like it felt very challenging to do that without being noticed so i'm kind of curious if anyone is gonna like if see if will somehow be like what was that big bang in or where'd the hammer come from or I- why
0: are there so many shattered rocks at the well
1: like it's just funny i agree with
0: you for about that their overall goals as this foursome still align and that's part of it and my theory too is that d and julie had the suspicion that got confirmed so Dee and Julie already know that Drew has some, has an advantage. He right. shared that when he got back from the journey. But with all this, he, they are probably suspecting now that he has another advantage beyond just safety without power. So I think part of their decision to align with the boys still, even after this secret keeping, is that, frankly, they know that the firepower is on the
1: boys' side. Right. And now they've made it the boys know that they know. So it makes it harder to use it against them.
0: Exactly. So like even if they were to pull Sifu and Jay Maya in, their fear would be, well, we know that Drew or Austin can just leave tribal council. Mm-hmm. And then if what they were looking for is the immunity idol and they find it, they basically could both be immune for one tribal council and then force those four to cannibalize one another and i think julie and d probably thought about that scenario and were like we need to either stay good with them so we can flush one of these advantages or even have them give it to us like i think in the grand scheme of things they weighed it and they were like i think it's one of those things where they're not going to forget what happened but they're moving on for now but i bet it's going to come up at a pivotal point in the season
1: Right. Exactly. It's like, it's just, it's too early to turn on each other now. Like your goals aren't conflicted exactly like you said, but eventually they just likely statistically will be. And they'll have that knowledge of what exactly is out there. So they're going to be really valuable people in the merge. Assuming they all make the merge. Well, yeah,
0: they're all going to be like, Hey, if Drew makes the merge with his safety without power, that man is
1: leaving that tribal
0: council. That's exactly when
1: I would use it. Like, And then Drew is smart Austin, hopefully, is also smart. So I think they would think this through. They know the girls know, so they can't target, turn and target them immediately at the merge. They're like, okay, these people know, so we need to keep them in our good graces. Because they could easily, if like if something happens, D could easily go around and just tell everyone, hey, these two guys are a tight pair. They have these two advantages. We have to get them out.
0: Yeah, blow up their spot. Exactly. I think also, to wrap this part up of why I think they decided to stay aligned with them. I think it just goes back to like what you just said, where it's too early in the game. And and that actually ties in with it's been difficult for me sometimes. in these reality TV competition shows to understand when people say something like it's too early to make a move against this person. This, this actually happens in the challenge all the time where these incumbent vets who come back, don't take shots at one another really early in the game if they're really powerful and the rookies are like, I don't get it. Like, why aren't we taking shots at them? And the more seasoned players will be like, it's too early. Like there's more time. We're not at that point yet. And like, if they come back, then that's bad. And I, but I think I've never truly understood what playing too hard, making a move too soon looks like before this episode with Sabaya and her decision with Kayla. Yeah,
1: this was a really good episode to illustrate someone arguably making a move too soon and then someone arguably correctly waiting to make a move. Exactly. I think the juxtaposition
0: there is something that was really fascinating. I think D and Julie waited and were like, okay, they're going to come clean to us one way or another. It's too early in the game to make a move. We also want to still be in the loop on what advantages they have. Whereas with Sabaya, she was thinking about final tribal council in the first week of the game and was like, we have to get out Caleb because he's going to beat me if I'm sitting at final tribal with him. She shot herself in the foot. They could have once again had a real simple vote out with Emily. Yeah. Or Sean. Sean. Like there were there was no reason to go for Caleb that early that's what people mean when they're like if you're going to take a shot you can't miss mhm so that's exactly what happened and i i've never seen it illustrated so clearly
1: as yes. it was this episode i agree with that completely so before we go full on yellow what ha- did anything happen with blue did we get to see- i i don't really remember anything happening
0: so we see them briefly at the beginning of the episode with Jake
1: passing out. Oh my god, right. Man. Okay. Why didn't medical come check on him?
0: Yeah, I thought that was weird. I feel like they or maybe they, didn't, they didn't show it. I'm sure they did. I think they don't show medical unless it's serious. I don't actually I like know. The king. I don't know. But I thought it was so redonkulous that Kendra and Jake <laughs> Kendra basically finally has a conversation with Jake after she sees him almost pass out and, like, remembers that he's a person and, like, has feelings and is on her tribe. (laughs) Not just a lawyer? Yeah, not just, like, a guy, not just, like, a, a cardboard cutout of somebody. But she remembers that, you know, it's a person. And then they have a conversation. And she's like, I hadn't talked to him since day three and now it's day like they hadn't talked she said for like three days and they've only been out there for a week literally how how does that work how does that happen there's no
1: way do you think when kendra has broken up with people or if she ever decides to give someone a silent treatment like man she must just be stone cold a force of steel of ice like
0: because she wasn't even trying
1: not talking to people (laughs)
0: Well, and I just found it really funny that like after like having just a conversation with him on a personal level, she goes back and is like, I really think we can work with Jake. We can do this. But there wasn't a lot from Bello. Really, all we saw from them was was Jake almost was Jake kind of passing out him and Kendra having a conversation. I thought it was cool in that it showed that it's a deeper dynamic than just Brando and Kelly in the middle of another two pairs but that there actually are like pairs of kendra and katora kelly and brando kendra and jake jake and bruce and like i'm sure it's all interconnected
1: sort of left out of having a true pair yeah i mean she and bruce could link up well for many reasons i think we all think that won't happen (laughs) i really like her and i don't Want her to end up getting the short end of the stick and kind of being a default person to let go? Like, I it feels like no one wants her to go, but if everyone has these deeper pairs and she's the one without the deeper pair, it could potentially be a bit more of an uphill battle. But also, we saw that there's like a swap of some sort happening next episode, so I'm so excited. Although,
0: for Bellow, really quickly. The last thing that I think the episode set up for Bello was that there, people are getting increasingly annoyed with Bruce yeah. <laughs> during the immunity challenge when he's like yelling and cussing and he yells at Caleb to get out of the way. And he's like, We have shit to do. Get out of the way. And then Kendra is like, Sorry, Caleb. I, I think, and then Kelly from the bench is just like, He's annoying. Yeah. I, this is like a true. Real time fall from grace, we're seeing from Bruce. It's a little sad. I think it is sad. I think, I think honestly, the edit is doing him a little dirty, mm-hmm. but I also think he's doing himself dirty. I think this is, I think he's been putting it on strong. Yeah. But now that we're a week into the game, I feel like this is the point where if someone has been putting on a front in Survivor, once you're a week in, there's no way you can maintain that with. The constant hunger state that your body is in, and the fatigue and exhaustion like, there's no way you will have like the mental fortitude to keep up any sort of embellishments, yes, for a long time. And so, I think with Bruce, he's probably getting more and more serious, getting more and more frustrated. And I think it's clear his tribe is becoming frustrated with him, but like, this slow, dare I say, villains edit that he is getting it's not a villain edit but i do think that it's wild that survivor producers brought bruce back onto the show and has spent three episodes kind of making him look like a
1: caricature absolutely and it's also hard to say like again it goes back to we saw so little of bruce the first time he was on survivor what is happening now may be a much more accurate representation of his personality. I do agree with you that I think he's embellishing stuff and for whatever reason like he got propped up on a pedestal and yeah he's being annoying like I don't want to take that away yeah like annoying within the realms of like a normal person (laughs) and it's just kind of an interesting like I'm curious I would love to meet Bruce in real life and just actually understand what he's like
0: and this could go one of two ways where either the edit is like making this seem a lot worse than it is Mm -hmm. and he's actually been fine or the edit is making it seem better than it is mm-hmm. and he's actually worse out there and I think that's just something that we'll come to see in time but I, it was rubbing me the wrong way how he was speaking at the challenge and I th- yeah that's always a bad sign I'm getting the vibe that if I think if Bello were to go to tribal council in pre-merge I think Bruce would be the vote
1: yeah well, I'm curious, again, with this tribal swap thing coming up, if him and Caleb end up on the same tribe, Caleb, the great um therapist of this season, the oracle, the guru, the leader, maybe he can also take Bruce under his wing and help him develop that more controlled, kinder personality like he did with Emily. He's a, I think Caleb is a great life coach.
0: Caleb is Tyson, but with
1: tact. <laughs> well, I think Tyson had tact. I think he just actively chose to use it in a very different way. No, completely. Like, like agree. Both feel very extremely intentional choices. Oh, yes.
0: Don't want to take away any agency from Tyson. I'm just thinking about him and coach's interactions. But, you know, honestly, like, <laughs> they mock you. I-, I feel like if Caleb were there with coach, He'd be like, hey, coach, let's to go do some Tai Chi. I want to talk to you about how you're getting on with the tribe, yeah. stuff like that.
1: So maybe he can change Bruce. Is Caleb the fixin' man? Is Caleb fixing? Caleb
0: said, I could fix him.
1: Caleb knows a woman's struggle.
0: He really does. Who's the... So Caleb's the, single? I can fix him. Who's the, I can make him worse? Is that Emily? Or is it someone else?
1: I feel like it's someone else. Because I feel like Emily isn't, like, as intentionally, like, I'm going to do this. It's more just, like, this is my personality. If it rubs it off on you, it does. If it doesn't. I feel
0: like Drew is... I could make, I him, can worse. make him worse. I could make him worse.
1: Caleb and Drew, do they cancel out to neutral?
0: Well, speaking of Caleb and Drew, we are really just jumping around this episode.
1: I think it's fun. It's just kind of... We're going on vibes. We're going on vibes.
0: But speaking of Caleb and Drew, Caleb gives Drew the... Goodwill oh. advantage:
1: wait, I'm sorry, I can wait. we have to start from the beginning of the whole tribal raid thing. yes I forgot that that happened, and I'm really worried that Caleb has set himself up to be dethroned
0: well, before we hop into that, let's talk about the reward challenge. oh, yeah, because
1: good for Lulu, catching a win. I almost
0: cried. I was screamed at my TV. I was so happy for them. It was. Amazing. Caleb carried.
1: Yeah. He hooped. He balled. He jumped.
0: I'm convinced I would be good at this challenge. Yeah. You think, yeah. I think there's a lot of times that I look at the challenges and I think I would only be good at, like, a component of them. You know how it'll be split into stages. Yeah. Where I know I'm a strong swimmer. So usually in, like, swimming components on challenges, I feel like, yeah, I could do that. Where you have to jump. I mean, Unlike you, I actually have some hops and can jump. Like really brag. I am going to. But there's definitely also parts of challenges where I think I would be a hot mess, like slapping the key down from a tall perch with a stick.
1: Fuck the key on a pole. Fuck the key pole. I'm sorry.
0: Fuck the key. I hate it. No, it's, it's
1: stupid. It's just Okay, we get it. Cody was, like, really smart one time, and now they have the ends cap, so they can't even do that. I don't care. Do something else. I don't know why I hate it as much as I do, but I hate it.
0: Just have them untie knots again. It's just not that big a deal. Or dig. Like, there's so many other things you can do. Do monkey bars. Do monkey bars.
1: Do anything. I don't want to see them. You have to slingshot it down. Like, you have to hit something with a slingshot so it falls. I don't know. I
0: love love the slingshot.
1: So... I want them to have a la I want everyone to have a cowboy hat and they have to do a lasso.
0: The cowboy hat is required.
1: Yeah, it literally is. We ooh, a Western themed survivor. We haven't seen that, have we?
0: Cowboys versus data scientists.
1: <laughs> okay, call out. Cowboys versus aliens. That was like a real movie. So they could I don't know like what alien would correlate to, but that would be funny. I think a Western thing could be fun. Okay, I'm sorry, I really Derailed.
0: No, you're good. I just like it was great to see Lulu get that win. And it feels like they're at such a high this episode, which is what goes back to, you know, our word to describe this episode, which is Shakespearean like we really go through the journey with Lulu their story has been so fleshed out in literally just three episodes yeah. that I feel like we're halfway through Survivor.
1: It does feel that way and I have to constantly remind myself that it's so early and it's like my big pet people and they're all just like I love you I love you or like they like it's so deep like honestly like when Emily was saying when they won the like the challenge to the other tribes you don't know what it's like and we're starving and it's like I do get that because they're the ones that have been going to tribal but she's like these deep bonds, and what I'm like, you have known each other for five, six, whatever, seven days. Like, please, I completely understand being in a situation that you bond very quickly and deeply because I have been there. But still, on day seven, I did not love the person that I was thrown into a really dramatic situation with. <laughs> anyway, that's those are my two beefs with Survivor. People saying I love you too soon and like the keyhole.
0: Yeah, I hear that, especially since like you say we get hit over the head with seven days actually i'm done hating we're done hating
1: yeah i had to get that out to my chest i didn't really know it was there but i appreciate the space to do so
0: i think it was great to see lulu get a win and with that win they won get some fruit i think it's crazy they don't get their flint i think it's stupid. they won a challenge they should get their flint i also think that the rule should be they should bring back the old rule, which is if you go to tribal council, you get fire. Right. It used to be if a, if a tribe didn't make fire by the time they had gone to their first tribal council with their lit torches, they were able to make a fire back at their camp. I think if you go to tribal council, you should be able to get your flint back Yeah. if you don't have fire. I just think that's I think it's overkill.
1: Yeah, and
0: I just don't think it's fair. And they want a challenge. I don't see why they shouldn't be able to get their flint. And it seemed very obvious from the camp raid that they weren't allowed to take anybody else's flint yeah. because otherwise, I think they would have. I d- I think it would have been a no brainer. But instead, they took the fishing gear, which they can't even cook the fish. So,
1: right.
0: and I know that Sabaya, Emily, Sean, and Caleb are smart people. So I think since...
1: I guess, it, yeah, but out of what they're allowed to take, could they take the machete?
0: I think so. In season 43, Cody, he didn't take the machete, but he he threatened it. He was like...
1: Maybe though you're thinking we'll have the fishing gear and we'll get fire really soon and it'll be worth it. But all of this becomes a little bit moot. Well, it doesn't become moot. It just becomes different with the swap
0: yeah now
1: different people in different places so just... wait
0: that's so funny who gets to keep the fishing gear now
1: yeah and i was about to ask you who gets to have fire or not have fire
0: wait yeah who does
1: queen slate maybe it'll be a clean slate and what they do is at the next challenge all of them have to earn their flint
0: that's crazy i but what about the fishing gear who do they decide that goes to would it just be the two winning tribes from the challenge as well
1: I guess it just stays at whatever camp it's at which is kind of what I feel like stuff has been like it's a pass
0: oh okay interesting if, if it's a clean I could see them doing it like if it's a clean slate like you say maybe the next immunity or reward challenge the first two teams get their flint and then like in order of winning that's who gets the big fishing gear versus the smaller fishing gear makes sense. I could see that making sense but I could also see them just being like it's a toss-up it's staying at the beach it was at if you want it fair and square sucks to suck life isn't fair and neither is
1: survivor yeah and I I kind of feel like that's what's gonna happen and then maybe it's just everyone has to play again for their flint or maybe I don't know but like if I'm Lulu I'm taking an ember from the tribal council fire I'm taking a stick that's on fire I'm trying to steal my fire until and I'm I guess production just says, you can't do that. But until someone explicitly tells me, No, I'm doing it.
0: I am the guy strapped to a cliff who has his eyes plucked out every day by a falcon because he gave humans fire.
1: Prometheus. I am
0: Prometheus.
1: I you that situation or his liver.
0: I think you're right i think something happened with the eyes but i actually yeah something gets plucked out but but i think you're right that actually i do think it was the liver or the kidney that was routinely plucked out but yeah in this this situation you're right i'm prometheus i'm bringing fire to my people it's gonna happen one way or another
1: let her do it
0: if sabaya could melt the idol at tribal council why couldn't they just keep their their torches lit exactly and, and that's why it made so much sense in the past when they were like you go to fire you go to tribal council you and you if you didn't have fire now you have fire because you're, your your torches lit
1: you're sacrificing a life to get fire
0: exactly so it doesn't make any sense what did you think so so we see all this drama go down on reba uh-huh. with the idol hunt really quick I actually had a thought that I didn't say earlier when we were talking about it, which is I think Drew played it surprisingly well when he got caught initially and then fucked it up because i like walking away. No, no, no. But yes, exactly. But uh, what I th- thought he did well was his explanation, which I would not have been able to come up with on the spot where he said, oh, we saw seafood digging in the spot. He didn't see us. So now we're digging in the spot.
1: Which is extremely believable. And I think he just
0: played it wrong because if he had seen them and immediately was like, D Julie, get over here. I just saw seafood digging in this spot. I, we didn't have time to get you guys like this might have to work, but he, if he had just acted excited and immediately them and been like, guys, like, look, like I saw seafood digging in this spot. Help me dig. If he had just acted, basically like nothing was wrong. Like nothing was off. And and just included them, I think that he could have gotten away
1: with it. I agree. It's you're totally right. Like it's so hard to do that in the moment. And the fact that he even like partially came up with the Sifu thing is pretty impressive. Once again, reluctantly
0: impressive impressed
1: by him. Begrudgingly um begrudgingly
0: Drew fan. Begrudgingly will say he's doing well. I will be fair.
1: As the children say, unfortunately, we have to stand.
0: Unfortunately, standing do you think well so one do you think that lulu made the right decision to go with the reba tribe over the bellow tribe and then two to raid their camp and then two do you think caleb was the right person to send and then three do you think caleb did a good job I, those are a lot of questions
1: as far as the person to send i kind of feel like it doesn't matter because there's pros and cons to every person so in I the way think it should have been sean oh that yeah that makes actually wait he's yeah he's like you know those like alignment charts where it's like chaotic neutral chaotic normal normal evil whatever he's normal normal he's true neutral or, yeah true neutral so maybe yeah actually maybe he would have been the best one but like more generally with the concept of this idea I don't necessarily think it's always I don't think it matters as much as like a lot of people make it out to be who goes just because everyone's gonna have pros and cons and whoever they send we're gonna hash it out we're gonna have the same convo on like why it was bad it was them but like maybe a good reason so yeah maybe I I do agree with you that actually maybe Sean would have been truly the best choice but I don't think in the I don't think it'll be that horrible
0: and I think there was probably underlying reasoning from Sabaya where she wanted to get Caleb out of camp to be able to talk to Emily and Sean about voting Caleb off. Um, So I think when Caleb expressed that he wanted to go, it was a win-win situation for them because they were like, well, one, Caleb's very charismatic. He'll probably get some information he can bring back to us. But the other team is going to know he's playing hard. And then also we'll have time to talk about voting him out and getting a game plan going.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, from Sabaya's point of view, this was the correct choice. I
0: think overall it really should have been Sean. I, I think, like we said earlier, I just think gunning gunning for Caleb, it was just way too early.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> Again, recency bias. I just saw a production of Macbeth. Uh, it, okay. I'm dropping a lot of lore about myself on this pod, um, but the reason why I thought this episode was so Shakespearean um and why that's just top of mind for me is I was a big Shakespeare person in school like I did I did a whole fellowship at the Shakespeare library like the Folger one um I don't know it's a thing about me so that was just like top of mind this Sabaya is Macbeth and she is sending Banquo and his invisible son oh my goodness for the feast and then immediately turning to Emily and Sean, just like the two villagers in Macbeth. And she says, I need you to kill him. Right after Caleb, K- K- and when Caleb's leaving and Savaya, they're like, hey, like, you're not going to kill me, right? Like the reason I'm going is like, we're tight alliance buddies. It's like, yup. Totally. And, you know, Savaya's got her fingers crossed behind her back. And then we see at the end of this episode, she is dethroned and we will see And I I do think this is literally prophetic. Caleb is still Banquo. He will be vanquished. And his children will see the throne. And and his children are Emily and like maybe Sean, But like Emily is Fleance.
0: Emily winner pick.
1: We just need to figure out who's going to be McDuff. McDuff is Drew. He just shows up and fucks everyone up.
0: I want to say that I think Caleb Caleb reminds me of a fox so much, especially during this episode. I think that man is cunning.
1: He's very cunning. How did you feel about him basically deciding to hold court with everyone individually and like making a big deal of, like, I want to talk to all of you individually? Because I thought that was a little over the top and maybe not the best way to go about that.
0: I agree. And I think he wouldn't have done that if he didn't have to give out an advantage. I think he was kind of forced to do so because of the fact he had an advantage to give out like I was thinking about that earlier in this episode that I don't think he ever would have I don't think he would have done that if he didn't have an advantage to give out but obviously he wasn't just going to be like hey in front of everybody hey Drew I vibed with you the best here's an advantage or he could you know what actually That'd be now wild. that I say it outside, yeah. yeah, outside. Now that I say it out loud, he definitely could have done something like that. It would have been bold, and I just don't, I don't. I think there could have been pros and cons to that game move. Yeah. My my thoughts on how he why he individually held court was I felt like it was just because he had to give out this advantage, and he
1: didn't feel like he could do it in front of everybody. I'm very curious how long. He gets to be at the other tribe because I feel like that also impacts these things because I personally, I think my approach to that and what I would have thought made more sense for Caleb to do was it totally makes sense to talk to people individually, but it feels like there's a much more natural way for that to occur in a sense than just telling everyone that they need to line up and come to the principal's office.
0: Yeah, I bet he was on a time crunch. Like if he could have just spent the day there, he would have gotten one on one time with people
1: go hang out in the water you go get your firewood you go I don't know to the well and just like lots of natural ways to talk with people individually or just one or two at a time
0: exactly so, so that was my thought where I really felt that as a player we've seen Caleb make extremely careful and smart maneuvers maneuvers and cunning maneuvers and that seemed so forced yeah that i truly believe it was due to constraints that he had no control over such as wanting to be able to give out this advantage in secret and this time constraint like we're talking about i would i would not be surprised if he had like an hour at yeah. their camp to do this
1: did he Like, what did he glean from this visit other than of course like the fishing gear and giving drew the thing like what information does he come back with because I don't particularly remember him talking with his tribe or his alliance members about any big, I don't know, CIA spy gains. No, I don't either.
0: I don't think that conversation, if it was included in the edit, it definitely wasn't fleshed out. I think what he saw was that Sifu and J Maya were slightly on the outs and that the other four seemed strong. But I think Reba was pretty, I feel like they knew it was gonna be them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were pretty prepared. I wonder if I wonder if Caleb knew that Drew had an advantage from the journey because of Brandon. Like I wonder if Brandon knew. Or if any of them know or like had an at least know that he went on the
1: journey, so maybe he was thinking there's at least a chance he has something.
0: I kind of think then it's crazy to give the guy who, like, the only information you know about this guy is that he had the opportunity to get an advantage, and from what you know about him, you see you think he's the type who would go for it. So I think there's a good likelihood in Caleb's mind that Drew has an advantage already. So I think it's interesting he decides to stack and put his advantage on Drew. Drew,
1: tell him about the idol as well?
0: I don't think so, but frankly, I don't remember. But I don't know why he would.
1: Maybe in his mind, his thought process is, okay, this guy clearly has some sort of power. Like, he's in a good alliance and he has a thing. Like, I need to get in his good graces, so I'm going to give him this Like extending the olive branch in a way yeah
0: that makes sense if he thinks that drew will definitely be there at merge time he he could be thinking of this as a quid pro quo
1: yeah which that totally makes sense but for the exact same reasons it makes sense to not give him anything (laughs) like you know so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and again i just sound like a broken record but with the swap it'll be interesting to see who lands where and Drew, all of a sudden, is decked out with um, advantages.
0: Well, I'm so excited for a swap.
1: Remind me one more time, what did Caleb give him? He can- It, like, restores your vote if you lose it?
0: Yes, he gave him the goodwill advantage, and it restores one vote after it being lost. And I think that this just opens up a myriad of possibilities because Austin l- lost his vote when he finds the beware advantage. Right. He... Finds the idol with the help of his tribe mates, which sorry, but if I were D and Julie, I would have. I'm gonna cut in here and then I'm gonna answer your question. My question is I guess you have, like, and you can maybe tell me this from past seasons of Survivor, but if there are clues leading you to an idol and you have one of the clues, could somebody still swoop in? Like, somebody could still swoop in and find that idol. Like, say they just randomly find it without the clues.
1: Do you believe that could happen? This one, this particular one, feels really hard considering they would have had to, like, bust it out of a rock.
0: But the fact is that Dee and Julie found that hammer based off information from Austin and Drew. Could they not have gone to the Rockwell and smashed it open themselves? Yeah, they totally could have. They just
1: didn't. And I think that's been, like, the big critique online is, like, should they have kept the idol for themselves like, done all of that, find the idol, and then show them, be like, oh my god, we found this hammer, and then the guys are just stuck never finding it, because they already did, or some, I think someone said just, like, throw the hammer in the ocean, and then show the boys, like, we found this rope, we have no idea what to do with it.
0: Exactly. I think that goes back to what we were saying, where they just made the decision that they were gonna roll with the boys, so they decided to give them information, and give them the hammer, but this was just to me like what even on Lulu when Sabaya and Sean and Caleb were all looking for the idol. They, they knew it was in this tree right? and they all leave it. If Sean had come back in the middle of the night and figured out he needed to chop this vine and found the idol, would he have to give it to like the way the edit is showing it is making me think that you have, like if you found the beware advantage, the idol is only up for grabs for you.
1: That's interesting. I did not think that. Like, I, th- I think the idol is just I mean, the way they've always worked is it's just literally who's holding it.
0: Which I completely agree. The, I'm only confused about this because I think in this season especially, it just doesn't make any sense that I just think it's, I feel like Dee and Julie should have or would have swooped in if they could. Or same with Sean and Caleb. Well,
1: that... Okay, here's a really, I'm spiraling about this. What happens if you find the beware advantage and then for whatever reason someone finds the idol before you do? Well, exactly. Just not have a vote for the entire game.
0: Well, and that's why I'm wondering if production was like, no, you have to like have been the one to find the beware advantage.
1: I don't know. Like, that's like literally just a question I have. They have an answer for that just because it hasn't happened. (laughs) Or, like, what if you got to the voting booth and it just said, you didn't find the idol, but someone did. So your vote is restored, but you don't have the power.
0: I don't think they would do that because that would just be like giving so much information away. True. Which is why this goes back. Like, when I'm thinking about the mechanics of the beware advantage Mm -hmm. and the idol, everything's making me believe that if you didn't find the beware advantage you can't activate the idol that's
1: interesting
0: so maybe you could find it but it wouldn't be activated
1: okay we need to be famous enough that jeff hears this question and addresses it so everybody of our spot
0: address this on the on fire podcast okay thank you so much
1: Uh, yeah because i i've been like or anyone that's ever been on the show before and has been maybe told this rule can you please clarify yeah,
0: it Yeah yeah anyone who's been on like seasons 41 through 40 whenever they started introducing the beware advantage because I just think it's like crazy that nobody in any of the seasons where there's a beware advantage even stumbled across the idol Exactly and I don't think production would just give the person who found the Beware Advantage their vote back because that would give them so much information. It is true. Be like, oh, someone found it. So someone has the idol. And then the whole point of the immunity idol is like,
1: right, it's you're a- not like it's a secret.
0: It's a secret. What? That's really interesting.
1: I have no idea how to begin to try and figure out the answer. I don't
0: think we can. I really think that's something that would have to be directly
1: stated. I feel like we need to put an open letter out to the survivor community. I'm going on survivor Reddit later tonight with this question. Well, and this is really selfish of me, but I feel like we've stumbled upon a pretty original thought in this question which could be wrong. I want us to have credit for like thinking
0: of this. Yeah, I'm time stamping this conversation. Like this is something I've been wondering for a while. I'm glad we're talking about this. And like the, the the honestly, this last episode just highlighted for highlighted it for me because when Dee and Julie found the hammer, I'm like, well, can't they like they have the next clue? Can they not go to the water well? If it were me, I would go to the water well. I would start smashing rocks and I would get the idol. And then I would chuck that hammer into the forest never to be seen from again.
1: That'd be really funny if, like, on the next season of Survivor, someone just randomly finds a hammer that's a little bit, like, decomposed. Exactly. No, that's a really good point. Really great questions. And something I think we truly will not have a direct answer to for at least a long time, which is really tragic because I am burning with curiosity. Exactly. So,
0: Caleb gives Drew the advantage and we move on to the immunity challenge and well actually really quick back at camp sabaya tells emily about her idol right which
1: not smart body works uh teak wood limited edition survivor candle
0: i think this was such a poor game i think this was a poor game decision on spy's part and i'm such a huge fan of hers i think it was made from a perspective of i'm not going home i'm in a tight three and Emily's clearly going
1: home but i just think it was like i do think she misread
0: i think she misread emily's
1: loyalty yeah or just willingness to shift i i do i do completely understand why she told her yeah continuing to try to build that trust with Emily, like, it, it's one of those things where it makes sense why she did it. It also makes sense and maybe is better if she had not done it. It's a little damned if you do, damned if you don't. But if she do it, would she have been safe?
0: Yeah, that's the question. I feel like she's the type of person where if something makes sense to her in her head, she's going to assume that it's going to click for other people immediately. And I, I say that like, not like a bad thing. Like, I yeah. think like she has i think she's very intelligent and has good reads and like usually like can make good game moves it's probably a blind spot because since she's so intelligent and she's thinking ahead in her head she's like this makes sense not just for me but for everyone on our tribe to get caleb out because he's going to be such a threat at tribal council like and so she had blinders on because she was like this is good for all of us
1: yeah the too early
0: but then didn't understand the actual perspectives
1: Had like the five-year plan going instead of the tonight plan
0: yeah and i think she also underestimated emily and caleb's relationship
1: really that i think is the biggest downfall
0: But yeah, like I said, I think to her, she was like, it makes so much sense to get Caleb out. And it does make sense to get Caleb out. You can't lie about that. And so that's where I think she fell into her own trap because she was like, this is a logical move, which it is. I think it's too early, but like you can't deny that Caleb is going to be a threat later in the game and is someone you're going to want to get out. And I think she just got stuck on that where she was like this is a good move for everybody there's no reason why anyone wouldn't want to do this and so since it wasn't a possibility to her she was like projecting that same quote-unquote common sense onto everybody else
1: yeah she wasn't wrong but she wasn't right I
0: think it was just like nuance like she I I I think it was that and that as you said underestimating Caleb and Emily's relationship and like the emotionality I think she took out the emotionality from the decision and assumed other people would too and they did not
1: yeah and I mean this is another moment where Emily has a really really smart read on a situation and realizes exactly what's happening just her being able to like whatever she like Caleb clearly trusted her like I thought that they trusted each other but I think the trust went deeper than I perhaps originally believed or trusted her enough to take that vote. Like, good on her for being able to curry that with him.
0: Yeah, and, and to go back to what you said just a, f- a minute ago. Where you're like, you, you thought that Sabaya had to tell Emily. I agree because Emily actually sniffed it out at the beginning of this episode. She, she saw the vote. She was counting them. She realized that there was most likely a missing vote. She asks Sabaya. She says, did you not vote? And Sabaya lies to her. But I think she partially told Emily about the idol because Emily was already on to her.
1: Everyone knew Emily knew something was up. It's just so i didn't know what she knew exactly it makes sense that she tried to just squash it and win this trust with her but you know it just didn't it didn't work out but in a really interesting way with the idol and i would just love to get into all of that cuz that was just such a she went full suburban dad mode at tribal with like the grilling grilling it up so funny well we can hop
0: to tribal because the challenge was just so devastating to watch and the fact that sad music played as lulu oh my god
1: i know really just
0: main character moments like
1: the shot on emily like about to cry
0: they said lulu main character everybody else side character yeah but yeah so lulu has another devastating loss they still don't have their flint i don't know what they're eating i guess they ate a lot of fruit um it looked like someone said on a podcast it looks like they have papayas on their beach so that's good at least they can eat something
1: hopefully they are
0: the baya brings her idol to tribal council and as you said starts chefing it up grilling it up
1: which i want to give credit to um bean on our last episode of the pod who had this theory or this idea that she should do that um so we did call it thank you thank yeah, you yeah bean
0: was completely correct there They made an astute observation. I think that, well, just to hop back a little bit, after Lulu loses the challenge, Sabaya talks with Caleb and says, How are we going to make sure Emily doesn't play her shot in the dark? And then Sabaya says something smart. She's like, Caleb, you tell her it's me, and I'll tell her it's you. And then we both write her down.
1: Always dangerous.
0: It is dangerous, but I think
1: it does make sense in this scenario
0: one kudos to sean for never having his name brought up yeah i want to say it like kudos to sean
1: that is interesting in a tribe
0: that has been to tribal council every episode this season all three of them his name has never been brought up perfect game sean perfect game sean it's never been brought up it's never been written down he's never been viewed as a threat but he's always been in a tight alliance on that tribe But I think Sabaya did something good because I think it's such shaky ground when you tell somebody, hey, I'm going to tell somebody else, like you're the decoy vote. Right. Right. Like that's such shaky ground. And I think the only way you can do it is the way she did it, where it's like, no, you tell them me, like, if you also make yourself a a decoy vote, because then that other person isn't like, they just want to put me out there. Why not them? Exactly. In this situation, she did it right. Yeah. Just the last point I'll make is I really think like Caleb was so... He's a fox. He's sly. He's so cunning. You can see it in his eyes. Like, he he clocked something was up with Sabaya. I think that we didn't see the full conversation with him and Emily. That's fair. I bet Emily brought something up that tingled something in Caleb's brain where he was like, that wasn't something Emily should have known about.
1: Right. Or honestly, even just like when she said, like, Sabaya told me about the idol. Like, that does if I were Caleb that would bring some alarm bells like what I guess other than her just making it public at tribal but it's like okay why would you tell her ahead of time like I'm I'm with you there's Emily's being really smart
0: I think tribal was really interesting because Sabaya grills it it was so perfect and wonderful and like a such a fun moment Mm -hmm. I thought like that's iconic like that's gonna be iconic forever So she ends up banking her vote to keep the idol active until the merge.
1: Right. And it's just like, because this particular season, the idol was set up the way it was, like, that is what enabled this entire situation to go down in the way it did. And can you just, because if it wasn't set up like this, it would have been the two-two split.
0: Yeah, or you know what I wanted to see happen, or what I thought could have been cool would have been a one, one, one. So Sabaya doesn't vote. Caleb votes for Emily. Emily votes for Sabaya. Sean votes for Caleb. Mm-hmm. So the only person who doesn't have votes is Sean. And then I think instead of a re and then, you know, Emily is like, Caleb, what the fuck? And Caleb's like, what the fuck to Sean? Right. Because, and then I, I think in that situation,
1: sabaya's like what the fuck do all of you
0: yes exactly i don't know honestly what would happen in that situation because that would mean that caleb betrays emily and at this point like they're such a tight two that i think if it had gone down to a two-two situation with sabaya and caleb being the two votes so caleb and emily vote sabaya sabaya and sean vote caleb so sabaya and caleb now can't vote Mm -hmm. i think that sean is the one who um acquiesques. like i don't think i think emily would stand her ground and be like i i'm gonna go to rocks yeah for caleb and i i'm not i would i don't get the sense that sean would do that mm. because i feel like his conviction like i think he would still feel like he could probably claw his way from back up but i think he would be like lose I, I just don't feel like sean has it in him to do that
1: caleb said that if it was two two he would go to rocks well, he
0: wouldn't be able to because the people who have their names. Oh, right. This was the
1: one one one. But if it ended up being a 2-2. Two, two...
0: Yeah. It's like Caleb and Sabaya would be, they, they would be, they can't vote.
1: Right. They there can't... was a point in time where he was just saying like, when he knew this tribal was going to be messy, he was just saying, I would go to rock.
0: I think because he was thinking that it would be maybe a 2-2 two, two on Emily. Yeah. Instead that's, of him. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. So he like had it right. It was just like the wrong person. Like he thought maybe he and Emily could vote for Sabaya, and then Sabaya and Sean would vote for Emily. And so that's what he was saying, like, we can all go to Rocks. And that makes sense.
1: And I think Emily would have, too. So we get to the voting booth. Sabaya is presented with the information that was in her scroll. And it is a knife to the heart. I think it would have been
0: wild if she hadn't opened up the idol and was just like, okay, I have my vote back. I'm going to use it. I don't need to use my idol. Right.
1: Which this is not my original thought but i think it was either it was either rob sesternino's pods like one of them or tyson's somebody said that they're pretty sure production yeah i heard that open it there
0: yeah i think i heard that production like nudged her and was like you should open it
1: and which i get it like they don't
0: want like her to unknowingly I I think it was, like, less out of being, like, this will make good TV and more out of being, like, we,
1: like, don't want you to, like, unknowing.
0: Like, we want you to be able to make an informed
1: decision. Right. Which is also, side effect, going to make way better TV. Yes. (laughs) And it was... Oh, it was so good. It was just better than anyone could have hoped for. Well, tragically better.
0: Well, and I think the editing did really well because... I didn't know who was going home. No, I really neither. couldn't. I was going back and forth. I was like, it's Caleb. It's spy It's Emily. It's Caleb. It's Spy, It's Emily. And we were all in the dark on the idol thing too. Exactly. I thought I know, like, but when she didn't play her idol.
1: Oh yeah. When she
0: didn't play her idol, I knew that things weren't going to go well. I was pretty sure yeah. that it was going to be her because I think, I think it would have either been if like, if she didn't, she needed to play it. But I, with the information that was presented to her Sabaya at the time, she made
1: the right decision. Like, I agree. Which is so hard. Because
0: sometimes you're just wrong. Like, it happens. Like, you got outplayed. But... She knew what she
1: knew and made... Made a choice based off that. And I think if we all had the same information, we probably... I think everyone would make the same would the same choice. Yeah, jinx.
0: <laughs> jinx, jinx, jinx. But yeah, I mean, devastating. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed
1: having Sabaya on my screen I loved her oh can (laughs) when at the start of the episode I was watching with someone else that wasn't you so I'm sorry (laughs) um (laughs) I said oh I love Sabaya I would love to see her win like I would be happy if she won this season and then I promptly said so because I think that she will likely go home today and guess what happened she went home that day so I'm sorry, Sabaya. I know. We really need to like stop jinxing it. The thing that happened in the past that we didn't even know was happening. Yeah. When
0: Man, I, I mean it was a good episode through and through. I'm it really was. I'm super excited for this tribe swap. It's gonna be a true one. I saw in the promo Jake wearing a a yellow buff. Ooh. So he's gonna be on Lulu's Beach.
1: I'm just excited to see more people speak.
0: Me too. I want.
1: I get why it's been the way it has been, and I'm not necessarily saying like that's not necessarily a critique. It's just I'm also excited to see way more people's individual personalities. I
0: want to see Sifu interact with more people.
1: Absolutely, because so far all we've gotten is like a cutaway shot of him doing tai chi alone.
0: I also want to see like Sifu and Bruce. I think are the people I most want to see interact with other people. Mm -hmm. I want to see. I want to see Bruce. I want to see if the everybody else's reads on Bruce are the same. Yeah, or Bello, or if like tries if to shake it up. I think it'll just be good, and I think it'll inf. I think Lulu has a lot of options now moving forward because Red and Blue are going to be way more concerned, I would think, and I could be dead wrong, but I would think that Reba and Bello would be in this swap would be much more concerned with getting each other out over the lulu because if they go into the merge they're like lulu doesn't have the numbers they're already like decimated down to three like lulu's in the middle like i think they're going to be going after the lulu votes to get on their side to take out the other strong six
1: i completely agree with you but at this point we've seen enough survivor and these people are for the majority all super fans have seen enough survivor to know that that's never a winning strategy like that just doesn't work You should kill the people in the middle and then deal with the targets on the other side because we've seen time and time again, the two big dogs fight or like the biggest dog is trying to eliminate their closest rival Mm -hmm. and no one pays attention to the middle aside from trying to curry favor for votes. And then all of a sudden the people that were on the bottom are on the top. So exactly. I just I'm excited to see what happens. And this was a really phenomenal episode yeah
0: 10 out of 10
1: i would do it again
0: well i think shakespearean was the best way to describe it and i can't wait to see lulu rise from the flames like a phoenix
1: absolutely and i truly do love you all unlike those people on survivor that have only known each other for five days i
0: love you too lizard i love you have a good evening everybody bye